Hi, I'm Laura Palatin. Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Show, where we break with restrictive religious and cultural indoctrination, and we create our own personal spiritual path. In this episode, I am going to be reading a chapter from my upcoming book, A Path to Be Spiritually Free. So far, I've read chapters one through three, and this is chapter four. If you haven't been listening to the series, this book is my way of sharing my personal experience, growing my own spiritual path, breaking my indoctrination from Catholicism and other Christian-based religions. When I started my path, at first I thought I needed to find a different religion. I still didn't have an understanding that I could create my own path. That took a while. And I hope that by sharing my experience, you can leap some of those hurdles and begin your own spiritual path and growing your inner knowing without having to go through so many religions, trying to fit them to you and you to them. So with no further ado, chapter four of A Path to Be Spiritually Free called Leadings. Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Show. Together we will learn, laugh, and grow. Break indoctrination, rise above our nation, and so Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Show. Chapter 4, Leadings. A very important tool for growing your connection with spirit is learning to identify and trust what I call leadings. If this doesn't sound familiar to you, that's not surprising. I'm pretty sure I'm using the word in a way that's unusual. That's the word that pops into my head when I think about the experience. So, there we have it. When I first began my true spiritual walk, it was difficult for me to trust myself, to trust my inner knowing. An exercise I employed to improve my connection between everyday life and my growing connection with spirit was to simply follow ideas that came into my head with persistence to see where they led. I called these strong feelings of going someplace or doing something leadings. Sometimes it would be obvious to me that I followed a leading and was in the right place at the right time for something or someone. For instance, very early in my walk, I felt strongly drawn to go to a metaphysical shop. I hadn't visited this store since they had changed locations, so I followed my inner pull and I drove there. As I wandered around the store, I felt silly, to be honest. When a shop clerk asked me why I was there, I admitted I didn't know why and I just felt like I should go there. The clerk wasn't surprised at all. She smiled and said, yeah, I hear that a lot. Just make yourself at home and it'll come to you. I looked at the beautiful jewelry, crystals, clothing, and books. I'd been window shopping around for about half an hour when two women came out of a back room I hadn't noticed. They were laughing and gesturing wildly. Good friends was my guess about their relationship. The two women walked to the counter and hugged each other goodbye. One of the women paid, then left, and the other walked around the store, looking at each patron in turn. I stood watching her because I felt very strongly drawn to her. She had soft, curly, blonde hair and was wearing a pretty flowing dress. Her round face was creased with laugh lines, and her eyes were 
a crystal blue that stood out even from across the large store. Eventually, she came up to me and asked, Are you my two o'clock? No, I, I stammered. I don't have an appointment. Hmm, she said. It's ten minutes past two o'clock, so I guess my two o'clock isn't coming. Would you like a reading? At that time in my life, my children were small, and I was on a very tight budget that didn't include money for psychic readings. No, thank you, I said. That's not why I'm here. The lovely lady cocked her head and seemed to come to some realization and asked, So why are you here? Honestly, I don't know, I said, feeling a bit ridiculous. Ah, she said, my name is Susan. Come with me for a minute. I followed Susan into the back room, which was a cozy little space filled with crystals, artwork, and little statues. Everywhere I looked, I saw a new treasure. Susan watched amusedly while my eyes took in all the wondrous objects. She motioned to a small table in the middle of the room and invited me to sit down. As soon as I got comfortable, Susan extended her hands across the table, inviting me to place my hands in hers. I didn't hesitate for a moment, and I reached out across the tiny table. I felt an instant connection that almost took my breath away. The beautiful things in this room are mostly gifts from people I've helped through readings, she said. I'd like to do a reading for you now, and you can bring something for me whenever you can. It doesn't matter what you bring me, as long as you feel it's right in your heart. Does that sound like something that will work for you? I'd like that very much, I said. And the reading began. Susan closed her eyes and breathed in and out very slowly for a few beats. Then she opened her eyes and looked directly into mine. I felt a deep sense of connection and noticed as my body relaxed into the unexpected situation. Susan asked me the same question she'd asked in a low, calm voice. So, why are you here? I'm on a spiritual path, I said automatically. I'm learning to trust my inner knowing, and it brought me to this shop at this time, and I honestly don't know why. Susan laughed out loud and graced me with a beautiful smile. I know why you're here, she said. My morning meditation includes asking to be of service to anyone who's open to growing their connection to spirit. My two o'clock was a no-show, and here we are, just like it was meant to be, right? It took me hearing this from another person to realize exactly what had happened. I'd followed my inner knowing, a leading to go to this shop, and it had worked out perfectly, as if by magic. That was the first time I followed a leading, and it turned out to be a very important, even pivotal experience for me. My reading with Susan was very helpful for my spiritual progress. She recommended several books that helped me learn from other people's experience of personal spiritual growth. She actually foretold of my love of creating art, which I hadn't explored at that point, as well as my passion for writing books and using the medium of spoken word to help other people find their own happy, satisfying path through life. So many things came out of that reading for me, but one of the most powerful lessons I learned was just how real, impactful, and instructive my leadings were, and how very important it was to my own spiritual growth to follow them whenever possible. There are times when following a leading isn't practical, and there will be many times when you decide not to follow them. You can't do this wrong, and ignoring a leading is as powerful as following one. 
Part of what made my experience with Susan so impactful for me is that she set an intention in her morning meditation, expressing a willingness to help anyone who is interested in growing their own spirituality. Then she followed through with that by following her own leading when she invited me to have an impromptu reading. We were both following our inner knowing, and we were drawn together. I hope that you can set aside a free day and just follow your own leading. Don't be surprised if you feel drawn to go someplace you've never been or even wanted to go. It could be a shop, public place, art gallery for inspiration, park, really any place. Leadings are not limited to going someplace and waiting for something to happen. A very important leading I followed was when I had a strong urge to call a friend I'd not heard from in a long time. This friend struggled with mental illness, and they usually reached out when they were in a good place. We lived many miles apart, and I hadn't spent time physically together with this friend, except during infrequent vacations, in a few years, and our contact had dwindled to only a couple of times a year. When my attention returned to the friend several times in under an hour, I gave him a call. To my surprise, my friend sounded great. They explained how everything in their life had come together. They were pleased with plans they had in place and seemed sort of strangely calm. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but something was gravely wrong. In a flash, my intuition suggested that my friend was planning suicide. I remembered hearing that sometimes people put their affairs in order prior to ending their lives. I felt a bolt of fear as I felt sure that this was what my friend was doing. We had lost a mutual friend the year before to a stroke, and I told my friend I was unwilling to go through that again. My friend was shocked because they didn't expect me to see through their enthusiasm. They argued with me and denied what I suspected. I continued to talk with them and told them that I was not going to grieve another friend, especially one that made the decision to leave themselves. I also brought up their children and reminded them of the damage a parent's suicide would do. After about an hour, my friend admitted that they were indeed planning suicide. They had stopped taking important medication and had been stockpiling the pills with a plan to take them and other men's all at once. We were a 10-hour drive apart, so I couldn't physically go to them to help, so I insisted they call for help, then call me back to ensure the emergency call had been made. Within a few minutes, my friend called me back. They were actually irritated with me at that point and informed me that they would be seeing a psychiatrist within a few hours. In the years since this incident, my friend has repeatedly thanked me for what they consider saving their life. Everyone else in their orbit was convinced they were doing great, finally got their act together. Following that particular leading was one of the most powerful I have experienced. If I had any doubts about the importance of following leadings— thoughts that maybe they were in my imagination, this profound experience has empowered me to have confidence. When I have strong feelings about reaching out, offering a hand, or reminding someone I love that they are not alone, I do it. Leadings come in many forms and are different for everyone experiencing them. Learning what they mean for you, how you feel when people are reaching out to you through spirit, or when spirit has a message for you, is an exciting part of finding your own personal path. In your meditation time, set an intention to follow your leadings. Then open your heart and listen 
to the people you encounter as well as your inner knowing. You can go into your day with the intention of receiving a message about your path, or maybe you're feeling stressed and you're looking for some peace. Trust your inner knowing to bring you exactly where you need to be when you need to be there. Follow your own leadings. You may be surprised where you go and what you learn. One of the very interesting things about doing this podcast for me, especially the episodes where we focus on this particular book, is reading my own life experiences that I have written to share with you to help illuminate uh, principles that I want to share with you and being surprised all over again that that actually happened to me. My friend is well. We used to live in the same part of Long Beach, California, and now I'm in Oregon and they are in Florida. So our connection physically couldn't be much more distant, but I definitely feel a connection to them spiritually. They are so important to me. And the experience of going and having that reading was, as I said, pivotal. It really took me from this place of feeling like so much of what I was doing was sort of experimental, and it put it in a perspective that I was not alone and that there are other people out there having similar experiences and living their lives this way. It did take me a while after that experience to really identify that no religion was going to fit for me, that trying to find a religion something that somebody else wrote down and then was interpreted and reinterpreted and reinterpreted was not going to be for me. That finding my own path was really spiritually what I needed to do. I believe strongly that for a lot of us that are in this renaissance of our lives, especially spiritual renaissance, although personal renaissance in all ways, <laughs> that following a path that was cut by somebody else is just not right for us. One of the most important things about this chapter for me is that it really helps an individual find their own path, which is really what I'm all about. We're all here for you, and you're here for us, and we're together, but we don't have to see everything the same way. That doesn't make you wrong if something doesn't resonate with you. And it doesn't make me wrong if something that is deeply held by you doesn't resonate with me. Because we can love and share and, <laughs> and it's all perfect. When we're learning from someone else, <laughs> it's easy to look at that person and see them as some kind of guru. To me, a guru is somebody who knows something that you don't. So we all have gurus. And believe me when I tell you, children can be some of the most amazing gurus that <laughs> that there are. They're closer to spirit. They haven't been indoctrinated, and they have this natural ability to just say what they're thinking without running it through a filter of what does society say about this, right? So my children were amazing at that, teaching me every day. And one of the things that I think is really cool about leadings is that while we're listening to our inner knowing, we're also using our inner knowing to listen to other people. And in that way, we're growing ourselves. And you never know who that someone is going to be, a snippet of overheard conversation, or certainly, as I said, the words of a child. I don't go through every day of my life in this great spiritual cloud looking for leadings. 
There are times when I will feel strongly pulled, but usually it's just something that kind of like, oh, a little unconscious thought. So they can be something that you sit down and meditate and manifest and bring forward. And they can also be a little thrown away comment or just a moment where you have an opportunity to be kind to somebody in a moment when they need it. I hope you found this chapter helpful and encouraging, and maybe it's opened you up to a new idea of how to start to build your path, find your way to your own spiritual practice. Of course, that's my hope with every chapter, every episode. I think this one is particularly cool in that way. Um, But that brings us to the end of another episode. I want to thank you for listening to The Practically Spiritual Show. If you know someone who you believe would enjoy the show, I would be so honored if you tell them about it and invite them to listen, maybe send them an episode. If you stream from a service that allows you to give a thumbs up or subscribe, that is super helpful for me because that lets me know that you're out there and that you're enjoying it. Or, you know, you can reach out to me on social media. I make it really easy to find me. I'm on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and threads. I'm also putting together a mailing list. Um, My goal is to create a community of people who are loving and supportive of one another as we all explore our own spiritual expression. Until next time, take care of yourselves. And remember, there is no them. There really is only us. Thanks for listening to the Practically Spiritual Show. I mean it. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. It means so much to me. I love you. See you next time. Bye-bye.